0: Today, we're talking about first internship experiences, and you're listening to the PGAM podcast. Welcome uh, to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some internship question and answer for the first year students. So first year students supplied a bunch of questions for us, and uh, we're going to go through these questions and have some upper class students kind of answer them. So uh, we've got four students with us today, and I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves
1: right now. Uh, I'm Blair Bauer. Uh, I'm a sophomore in the program, level two student, and I did my first internship at the club at Las Campanas in Santa Fe, New Mexico.
2: Hi, my name is Joe Sherman. I'm a level two student in the program. I've had two internships so far. My first one was out at a smaller private country club out just west of Chicago, Illinois, called St. Charles Country Club. And then my second experience was at the, it was with the Nebraska section of the PGA where we dealt a lot with the tournament operations.
3: Colin Toner, I'm a junior in the program. Um, first internship was at the Club of Porto Chima in Sunrise Beach, Missouri. And then uh, my second internship, I uh, was there for six months at uh, the Philadelphia Cricket Club in Philadelphia.
4: Hi, my name is Beth Hildebrandt. I'm currently a level two student and my first internship was out at the Catanza Club in Massachusetts.
0: So we'll start off. We've got a few different categories. We've got some general questions, some questions about uh, shifts, workload, things like that, some challenges that people face, um, trying to meet and exceed employer expectations, getting the most out of an internship experience, uh, and then completing work experience activities and things like that. So we'll start at the top with some general questions. And the very first question uh, that came out of the group was what advice do you have for us as we go out on our first internship? So very general question. Um and in the document, Blair was the first to kind of uh answer this one. So Blair, we'll let you kind of
1: take the first stab at that. All right. Uh so the best advice that I can give for um you guys is kind of um be the one to kind of make the extra effort. So like if you're a golf professional, um ask somebody to you know um kind of refold the whole entire golf shop or sweep out the Um, cart barn uh, be the one to make that effort your golf professional will uh, recognize that and you will get rewarded for it and then um, um, make sure to communicate with your boss about the interests you have in the golf business Um, it's very important that you do this because then you'll be able to learn um, your certain interests that you're um, like teaching or merchandising or tournament operations golf professionals are really impressed like when you stick around the golf club when you're not on the clock um, this could be a great time where you can learn about the things that you're really interested about um, or you can go out and play some golf with the uh, members or some other employee. and then uh, finally um, kind of work hard for your boss and the club but um, don't forget to request for some time and some days off um, it's very important that you kind of get out and explore the area around your club Um, we're fortunate enough that we are able to travel to some cool places and we don't want to lose the opportunity to gain the full experience on your internship.
2: Yeah I'll add uh, I can add a little bit so I had the privilege of going to a club that had never had an intern before Um, and I think that gave me a really unique experience because you know, they're almost looking to you saying, what do you want out of the experience? And if you have a boss that's willing to work with you, um, I think that's one of the best ways to facilitate your learning through these internships. So, um, you know, don't be afraid to ask them about certain things that you have a question about. So if you're going through the day-to-day operations and you feel like you're becoming a little complacent, don't hesitate to reach out to them and say, hey, you know, would you mind teaching me a little bit about how inventory circulates through our golf shop or, you know, Hey, how do you guys set up the tee times for tournaments? What kind of software do you guys use? You know, maybe ask them, yeah, you know, I can stay after, you know, not be on the clock for it. I'll do my daily duties. And then, you know, maybe we can go over something on more of a dead day or on off time. And I think just really trying to utilize your internship time Um, to really gain the most experience, because if you have a boss that's willing to work with you, uh, it can be really valuable to try to learn as much as you can, uh, you know, club permitting uh, that you can get out on those internships. So I just think it's really important to have a great relationship with your boss or superior, or, you know, other staff members, and try to gain the knowledge that they've already had you know, through their experiences at the golf course already.
0: All right. So we'll, we'll go on to the second question now. Um, and it was a question that was really straightforward. Just what should we do before we start?
4: What comes to my head right away is think about what you want to accomplish in this internship and really within your first couple of days, make sure that you're talking to your head pro and discussing what you want to learn throughout this experience experience whether it's tournament ops um starting to learn more about teaching or merchandise but kind of establish those grounds with your head pro within the first two or three days of being at the job and so right now you need to be thinking about what you want to get out of this internship instead of just cart barn experience
2: um i think something that could be really valuable is just um, trying to do your research on the club itself um, trying to learn about the history of it, maybe what try what they try to do to make them unique. Uh, always try to keep in contact with your superiors or boss, um, just to see if plans are changing, uh, if they need you to fill out any forms, uh, look up, try to do any certifications. You know, whatever it might be. I think it's just important to consistently keep in touch with them and see if they need you to provide anything, you know, before your internship gets started or um, if they want you to do anything to be more prepared uh, for the coming months of your internship.
4: Yeah.
3: I'd say basically just, just check in with the boss about a week before uh, your first day and uh, ask them if there's anything special that you need to bring to work. Uh, They'll usually tell you probably like your driver's license or something like that. And uh, like a, one of those little, Social security cards. And um, yeah, just, just make sure that, you know, um, that he's, he's on board with the, with the same date and time that you're supposed to be working. So just, just like kind of confirm all the things that you've already set up. Great advice. Blair, anything to add? Uh, Yeah. So um,
1: one thing I did on my first internship, I asked for a policies and procedure manual Um, that really helped me get prepared. Um, and I was ready for the job on my first day and I didn't need a lot of, um, like teaching or, um, a lot of explaining of what I needed to do for day-to-day activities. So policy and procedure manuals are great. Uh, I have one, one other thought I'm going to throw out there and, and hopefully
0: this doesn't affect anybody in any sort of way other than just awareness. Uh, but tell me, has this happened to any of you, uh, where you got to your internship and before you could start, you had to pass a drug test? have to do that yeah i did <laughs> so that,
4: <laughs> no. so that's
0: a thing sometimes and i just want to make sure everybody's aware of it and that it doesn't ever catch anybody off guard um because mm-hmm. that that is one of those things that a lot of facilities do, do do um before you can even start working it's sort of company policy in a lot of places so
1: yeah hopefully you have a better experience too when um, when i had to go take my drug test the closest place to me was in grand island at a, a truck stop that's where I had to go take my drug test so it was kind of interesting going in there then um, talking to the um, person that I was gonna have to take the drug test for and then a um, trucker comes in wearing a yellow raincoat and kind of you know a little cripple and asking like hey, is this the place where I can get a drug test you know a little creepy
0: <laughs> these things happen. Um, another thing that can happen and this, and I think people should be aware of this because this can happen to anybody is a false positive on that thing. So, uh, if that happens to you, just, just know that, you know, it's not a time to freak out. Um, and that those, that does happen occasionally. And, and, uh, you just need to keep a level head and, and talk to the supervisor in the facility and, and, uh, uh have them do a second, a second screening. Um, it's very rare. It would happen twice, but it can, you can get a pop a false positive once uh, it's, I know people that it's happened to. Uh, so just be aware of that. Just something to think about before you go. Uh, what about once they get started in that first week? Uh, so what, what should they expect that first week and Colin in the doc? I think you had some thoughts on, on this one.
3: Yeah, I think uh, so for your first week um, you shouldn't, you shouldn't expect to like be an all-star and, and know everything. So just be a, be a learner be someone that can really, like, be a, be a sponge. So you're, you're going to have a lot of information thrown at you, and uh, sometimes it's going to be more than you can handle. But just try to remember, like, as much as possible about, uh, like, the closing procedure and, you know, when certain things need to be done. And just, just, try, to, just try to soak up as, as much information as you can.
4: Be flexible. My second shift was at uh, 5 a.m., and I got told that at about nine p m the night before, so just get ready for random tournaments to be thrown at you. Just make yourself impressionable and just roll with the punches
2: another uh just a couple other things to add one, be as friendly as possible um, and as outgoing as possible, especially when talking to the public or you know your membership base, because nothing makes like a head professional feel better than you know, their membership already complimenting a new intern, you know, already getting on that head professional and that membership's good side is so important, especially if you're trying to, you know, move up within the industry and also something that kind of helped me for my first internship. um, It was at a private club, but whatever you can do to help you kind of remember Uh, you know, faces and names of the members, like I wrote down a lot of things, um, kind of on like pieces of paper, like post-it notes, while I was working, whether it be, you know, the procedures that they wanted me to do for opening and closing the golf shop, or um, just little things about people, or, you know, little things about the club that they wanted me to remember, I think, writing it down, and then, you know, after hours, or when you got back home, kind of reading back up on that and, you know, kind of reevaluating that and trying to learn it as best you can really helped out that first week.
0: Perfect. That's, that's really good advice. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to jump us into our next question because that's what this is about. And what is your best advice for remembering things, whether it's to run the register members names, uh, things like that. Does anybody else have anything to add on that topic?
4: I just, I write everything down. I keep a notepad on me constantly. And if it's members' names, things I have to get done, or goals for the day, I just, I write everything down. Otherwise I know I'm going to forget it.
2: Yeah. And I don't know if it was unique to my club or not, but we actually had um, a member book, which had, you know, it might not have been the most updated pictures, but it had the large majority of the members' pictures next to their names. And just helping match that face with a name helped me learn the members' names tremendously. So, you know, maybe don't hesitate to reach out, see if in any files or any filing cabinet or any, you know, spot near the golf shop desk or, you know, wherever it might be, maybe your head professional or assistant professional might have something like that, some resource that could help you remember names to faces because I think that that was a really big help in my first one.
0: Absolutely. I was going to ask if any of you guys had a book because I've seen them at a few places, so really helpful if you got them.
3: I think uh, I, I put a comment after Joe put a comment on that question. Um, like I always had a goal to try to remember ten names in the first ten days, so that'd be like a hundred names after ten days. That is like impossible, but it's a good goal. <laughs> so maybe try to keep up with that as 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 much as you can, but uh, you know if you're if you're forgetting people's names uh it's okay but just just ask like you know if you could maybe maybe like get their name one more time so that you know it'd be more like like a friendly thing instead of like saying like hey i i don't remember your name just say like can can i can i get that name one more time please and then uh one more thing that's also helpful is um like on some some like point of sale softwares there's uh there's a picture of the member on the on the point of sale so that uh like when you're when you're in there when you're in their account that it'll it'll like show you who it is so that that's also helpful have, have you guys do you guys watch the office
0: or did you watch the office when it was a thing so yeah. look up yeah look up if you're curious about how to remember names look up that there's a classic michael scott scene <laughs> where he talks about his method for remembering names it's hilarious it's really funny <laughs>
2: All right, I'll look that.
0: I'll look that one up. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's all kinds of tricks and tips and techniques. I'm terrible with names, so I always had to try out everything I could. And one thing I found to be really helpful when you're talking to them, try to use their name, you know, as much as you can to their face, and it'll really
3: force you to kind of get used to it
0: and get good at it. Anything else? I think, else add? Um, yeah. I think
3: uh, Dan Dan does that when he when he talks to somebody, he'll you yeah. know say say their name two or three times in a sentence, and he's insanely good at remembering names. Like he's really good at it. I'm really
0: terrible at it. So. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm, am, I'm am miserable at it as well. Same. Oh, well most, I think most of us are. Um, mm. So if uh, th- this could go out to anybody, but I think Joe had an answer in the, in the Google doc, if there was one thing you would do differently on your first internship, what would that be?
2: Oh Yeah. Um, I would say the biggest thing that I would have done differently for my first one is, you know, ventured out of my comfort zone a little bit more. I ended up going back home, um, to a country club, you know, really near my, my house growing up. And it was really convenient because yeah, I saved a ton of money, um, you know, on rent and food living at home. But I do, I I do see all these people having these, you know, incredible experiences, all around the country. And I think if there's any time to travel where you, know, you can pretty much pay for the travel itself and then maybe even still come out in the positive as well, um, I think these internships are a great opportunity to do that because just through the, through the program, I've seen people older than me and in my cohort class go everywhere across the country and even overseas Um, You know, whether it be their first, second, third internship, and I think if you have that opportunity, especially now that a lot of internships are even providing housing, I mean, I think that's an incredible opportunity to venture out of your comfort zone and try to grow your network, kind of get to know some of the courses and some of the areas outside of your hometown, and I just think it can be a great experience, not only within the golf industry, but, you know, on more of a personal level, being able to travel the country.
1: Uh, One thing I wish I would have done differently is um, make sure that I got all my work experience done on my internship site. (laughs) That will just make your fall semester way easier for yourself and for the professors as well.
0: Don't worry about us. Just worry about yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's harder on you guys than it is on us. But that also, also great advice uh, and ties into some of the, the next few questions, which included uh, what, uh, what are the main things I need to try to get done on my first internship? I'll, I'll combine this one. What are the main things I need to, to do and learn on, on, our, on my first internship, for example?
4: Well, with the work experience, go refer that uh, document I made for you guys. It's sitting in Canvas with a list of everything you need to know about your work experience for the fall and the spring. Like this current spring, and it'll be helpful because I think it refers a bit of the fitting stuff. If not, I'll reevaluate that and try to help you guys a bit more with that since you weren't on campus. But I'd say the biggest thing is take as many pictures as possible of the course, of the grass, tournaments, um, the golf shop, just anything, the carts, anything golf operations you can think of. Take pictures. Um, because you don't know when you're going to need them in the future and it sucks trying to find anything that'll work whether it's a snapchat or something just take it
0: that's that's great advice everybody all of you have great phones or great cameras on your phone in your pocket all the time Uh, something that came right after I was finishing up my internships was quality uh, camera phones so use that tool uh, for sure it's great advice what else anything
2: I was just well. I was just going to say, just keeping an open mind and trying to learn as much as possible because they're going to give you a job description and that'll probably highlight a few of the main tasks that you'll do on a daily basis. But if you have, you know, if you're really into tournament administration, I mean, don't hesitate to reach out about, you know, how they plan and run their tournaments, how they set them up, you know, how do they set up the course, the scoring all that can be beneficial. And, you know, you don't, you don't have to learn all that on your first internship, but don't, don't feel constricted by, you know, a job description that you, you know, you signed your little, you know, you signed your contract or whatever, you know, to work with them in your application form, don't feel obligated to just stay within those boundaries, always ask. And, you know, more often than not, I feel like the, your boss or your head professional is going to be willing to work with you at least to some degree, just to help you kind of learn those actual things.
0: Awesome. What about avoid, what what kind of things should people avoid doing on their first internship? This could be a fun question.
2: Spending time on your phone is, uh, yeah. is horrible. <laughs> I mean, I saw, I saw our head professional, uh, whether it be, it was mostly to the, you know, employees face, but Um, especially, you know, even behind their back, just general dissatisfaction with spending your downtime, checking your phone or texting, or just really just not doing anything. You should always be, I mean, you should always try to be asking what else you can do, what else you can clean, what else you can, you know, make look more presentable for the golf course. Um, Because the last thing that your boss wants to see you do is absolutely nothing. And You know messing around Uh, well it is I mean it is important to have fun with your other staff members but just make sure you do keep in mind that you you are an intern still and it is you still want to be really respectful to the facility and to your superiors so making sure you're staying on task is really important
4: going going off of that um one of the best things that my course encouraged was if we currently had nothing to do, like if we had finished cleaning carts, and it was just a slow day. We had a practice green right in front of our like first tee. And so they would encourage us to just take some demo putters and practice putting on the green. So members would see us just practicing. And I'd had members come up to me days after I'd spent maybe like 20 minutes out there, just kind of watching the parking lot, stuff like that. And they would comment comment on my practicing and stuff like that or mention a putt i made so they they are watching you and they're impressed if they see you even just practicing a little bit trying to improve your game
0: colin you had i think you had something didn't you
3: yeah well uh i would definitely avoid um having like members see you on your phone um you know like once once the once the boss leaves then like kind of everyone else kind of cools down a little bit so then like you know, the, the other guys that you're working with or girls, you know, they, they might start hanging out, being a little more casual and stuff. So you won't, you won't like not have access to your cell phone for 12 hours at a time. Like it's not going to be, it's not, it it isn't gonna be crazy like that, but, um, just, just don't let, um, anyone that might think that you are not working hard, see your phone. So, uh, and then another thing to avoid would definitely be that drug test. Uh, That would just be an awful way to start. Uh, I just, I just can't imagine how, how awkward that would be, but, um, yeah. And then basically, um, just be, be on time and, uh, be, be someone that can take extra shifts or trade. I mean, you, you probably be asked to trade a little bit since they know that the intern is, uh, if, if you're, if you're in an area that's new, uh, that you won't have like family or friends so basically you just have work so uh just be just be someone that can be a good trade partner and that stuff so
1: um so I would say um so like on internship there's most of the time you'd have um other interns from other schools with you um so which is a great thing you know uh, make connections with them through the um you know other universities and such and make good friends, you know, lifelong friends. But you always got to remember the reason why you're there on internship. You know, you're there for your career. Um, so you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you want to turn the clock back 30 seconds um, and or kind of redo a situation. So you just got to be aware of what's going on and what might happen um, with fellow interns and such. So, All right.
0: So, we're going to move, we're going to change gears just a little bit and we're going to talk junior golf. Any of you do junior golf on your internships? Is that ever a mm-hmm. thing? So, yep. what is your advice for working with juniors?
4: The best piece of advice, or I guess the best kind of hint that our teaching professional gave us right away before we even started junior golf was junior golf is not babysitting. He said, if I ever hear you say that, you're not doing junior golf ever. And so, Our staff kind of worked, our goal for junior golf throughout the summer was making it as fun as possible for the kids. I was like, my goal was if those kids go to their parents after junior golf, smiling, laughing, telling them a story about what happened, even if it doesn't have to do with any of the golf we did, but it was a story that we told, or if it was them tackling me to the ground or throwing the water balloons at my face like they did, then my goal was accomplished for that day. So whether it's blasting some music with them on the golf course, or just setting up fun games for them to hit a little bit, but also don't focus the whole junior golf clinic on golf, make sure there's other aspects of it that can keep them kind of entertained the whole time, then they're gonna have fun the whole time. Oh,
2: I mean just on a just on a general level, yeah, just exactly what Beth said, just trying to make it as fun as possible, and you know as as much as you can tailor it to individuals as you can, you know that'll help because a lot of the kids will have fun maybe doing different activities um but you know you just have to know that some days, obviously just because you're gonna be working with kids that you know, they might have a temper tantrum and, you know, they might not want to be cooperative and just trying to be, you know, you got to stay really patient, don't get frustrated easily, just because you know that their attention and their emotions can switch, you know, at the snap of a finger. So you just have to stay, I just think the biggest thing I learned was staying patient and again, just making it really fun for them. Um, and, you know, sometimes they're going to have a bad day and, you know, hopefully that's not a reoccurring theme. And then you can always ask your, you know, your boss or superiors, you know, what to kind of do if uh, to address that. But I just think, yeah, just definitely staying patient and trying to make it really fun for them.
3: I think like with juniors, you have to, you have to be like the tone setter early. Um, you can't, you can't let them take, take advantage of you and, you know, think that you're kind of a pushover because uh like with with juniors, they'll they're just high energy and you know just just be be active and you know have every kid be included and stuff. So it, it it'll, it'll be fine, really. I'm gonna I'm gonna double back to
0: the babysitting thing really quick because I can I think it's a matter of perspective when you talk about that. Um, so referring to yourself as a babysitter, you kind of are, but that's speaking from the perspective of the parent. Uh, so to the parent, yeah, you're a babysitter and that's okay. But the, the real perspective that's important to have is that of the, the junior golfer and to them, you're not a babysitter to them. You're their golf coach. Uh, so, so that's, that's, that's kind of where that makes a shift, um, towards something that's a little more helpful and a little more focused on the game and making it fun for the kid. Remember, that's the focus, right? You're a, you're a, you're a babysitter second to the parent. and it's not unimportant to think about that because they are the ones writing the check. Um, but you got to make it fun for the kids because otherwise you become the second choice babysitter, and you don't want to be that. So <laughs> does that make sense? So that's kind of a bit of a philosophy that I've had around it. Um. All right. So there's there's one last question. We kind of touched on this in the general category, um, but not exactly. So it says, if I I like the place, if I really like the place where I do my internship, should I stay or explore? And I think this meant like. Should I, should I go back to that same internship location or should I go to a new internship location if I really liked the first one? So kind of looking forward to a second internship already.
4: Um, I would say you can keep it as an option, but I would always consider broadening your horizons, kind of branching out. Um, also another option is keep it as an option for once you're certified as a PGA professional and maybe going as an assistant pro, but kind of like my goal at least through my internships is I'm trying to do private courses and resorts, trying to get those vibes because that's kind of the two sides that I'm interested in. So just explore the different types of facilities. Don't just stay at one spot and use this chance also to explore different parts of the country and really figure out where you want to end up. Like, I personally know I want to end up on the East Coast. That's been my goal the whole time. Unfortunately, it's not happening this semester, but I'll be back next year on the East Coast.
3: Um, yeah, I think, like, trying to get your your network spread out as, as much as possible is probably the smart play. Um, but uh, one of the things that is, like, really a good feeling is when the boss says – you know when when you're when you're done with school we'll we'll have a spot for you to come back so that's kind of what best said it's it's always an option if if you do a good job um but i would suggest uh kind of trying to broaden your horizons a little bit more
2: um oh, i mean yeah just to kind of kind of bounce off of those two i i think they pretty much hit it right on the head um if it's something where i mean we're talking mostly to first year students so I guess it's not really as much of a, you know, of a thing, but um, going forward, I think if you're in your second or third internship, and this becomes something where, okay, I've had one or two experiences, um, and I really think I like this one, or you really click with the staff and your boss, then I think that's a little bit more the time where I would consider um, staying at the same place, um, or if, you know, if there's just an opportunity that you can't pass up, if they're willing to give you something that your other experiences or you know other courses or you know other organizations that you're applying to if it's some if they're giving you something that all those other places can't you know maybe it is the right place if they're saying yeah we're going to let you practice teaching as much as you can and this is the only opportunity that you have that's going to let you teach at such a young age you know maybe it is something to pursue but i definitely agree with them i think you know, you don't know what you, what, you know, you might love the most if you only try one thing. So if you only try this one course and you really loved it, you might not know that you love something even more because you didn't reach out and branch out and try it. So I think um, absolutely keeping your options open uh, is a great play, but maybe later down the road, definitely to keep those places, you know, in mind to see if you can build your career there.
0: If not, I'll I'll move on. Um so the next set of questions were questions about shift, schedule, workload, things like that. Um so there are things like what does a typical shift look like, uh typical workday, what do you do on days off? Uh let's start with sort of the the workday side of it. So what does a, a typical workday look like? How often are how long are your shifts? How often are you working? Things like that. What what should people expect?
4: I think for me, looking back like during the heat of the summer, so it was pretty much like middle of june to the end of my internship middle of august i believe like my standard shifts were about 10 hours um and so i was working about five to six days a week um a really light day would be about six hours and then tournament days could be up i've worked i think my longest shift was about 17 hours that was a long day (laughs) but um i'd say just a normal day is usually you're probably going to be there open because I'm guessing it's going to be a little more busy with membership in the morning. If you have an older membership specifically, they love to go off early in the morning. So I would guess that you're going to be there pretty early to mid to late afternoon. And then a really fun thing to do after a shift is just go play nine holes, try to get a little bit of golf in. Um, at the end of the day, you might be really tired, but you won't regret it. Um, and then for my days off specifically, I loved to get some golf in, but I would also, if I had a day off, that was a junior golf day, I would go in and work junior golf, um, and try to help as much as possible. Cause we had a bit, pretty big junior program, but, um, also use that time to go and explore the area. Like I would go up to Boston every once in a while, catch a couple Red Sox games. So just just go to some events, try to find some fun stuff. If there's any events going on this summer or um, just movies, try to get out of the house a bit. It's, it's going to be a summer to get out of the house.
0: I could see Blair wanted to jump in because he's a huge Red Sox fan. Am I right, Blair?
1: Oh, yeah. No, uh-uh. no not at all. <laughs> Who's his team? Yankee. Take a guess. <laughs> Yankees. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, disgusting. <laughs> um, I'll I'll add something a little bit on like the work day. I think it primarily depends on you know what you're doing, but assuming that mostly they're going to be doing outside operations, their uh, first internship. Usually, courses will kind of break it up into, you know, the opening shift, the closing shift, and then if it's really busy, they will have that kind of midday shift. But I think it was, I mean, you got to plan for anything. It could be six hours one day. It could be 10 hours the next day. Just know that, especially if you're in the Midwest or anywhere in the northern part of the United States, um, the summer's either their only time that they can you know, play golf because of the weather, you know, that might be the only time weather permits or it's just their busiest time. So you just have to be prepared for, I mean, there's going to be weeks that you have overtime. There's no way around it because if your course has outings every Monday or if you're setting up your biggest member guest tournaments, they might need you there for 10 to 12 hours. So, you know, you just have to be flexible. There might be some weeks where you know, there's slower weeks at the beginning or end of your internship that you might only work 35 hours, um, but there's definitely going to be those those weeks where you're pushing that 50-60 um, hour mark just because whether it be, you know, staying early and, you know, helping set up for a major outing or tournament or, you know, closing one down late when it's a more of a social event uh, at the end of a tournament, but you know, they're gonna want you to get all the experiences. So they're gonna want, they're gonna need you to know how to open up the bag room and, you know, set up the range and all that. And they're also gonna need you to know how to like clean everything up and put everything back. So I think usually at a typical internship, you can expect a, a good mix of, you know, opening and closing shifts and a pretty wide, I mean, depending on the course or facility, a pretty wide range of hours per week.
0: When you guys work closing shifts, you always go in early to play golf.
2: Yeah, mm -hmm, I did.
0: Some of my best, uh, my best member relationships that I built were based on showing up early on my afternoon shifts and playing golf with those members that had those standing tee times.
1: Yeah.
0: I I never regretted that, you know, a little hard to haul your butt out of bed early in the morning when you didn't have to work till two, but, uh, it was always worth it for sure. Yeah. I think,
3: uh, Every, every, you know, job is going to have a different workload. Um, So Joe and Beth gave good answers, but there is no perfect answer to that question. So uh, every, every, every place is going to be different. But uh, on the question about what, what, what you should do on your first day off, I would say uh, definitely just go to the golf course, whether it be to hit balls or play. Um, Just, just, you know, go into the pro shop, say, Hey, Joe, what's up? How's it going today? uh you know just just check in make sure that you know there's there's room for you to maybe sneak on the course or just hit balls or putts, whatever it is but i would definitely go to the course on your first day off
0: Blair, you have anything you're just kind of sitting up there in the corner quiet still uh no nothing uh-uh. All All right. Right. Well, uh maybe, he's
4: maybe just we'll mad I'm a next. red Sox fan <laughs> that could
0: be that could be uh, maybe we'll get we'll to throw this next one out to him uh as, since i don't think anybody in the dot commented on it so it's challenges. What are what have been the biggest challenges you faced in an internship? And how did you overcome those challenges?
1: So we'll start with you, Blair. Challenges. Um, let's see here. So um I had a I had pretty big challenge on my first internship. I had a roommate who didn't always kinda um he wasn't always like in the best interest of things. Like, so I walked in one day and um he uh was not doing, he was doing some things that you shouldn't be doing when you're on the internship. And he, if he would have had another drug test, he would not have passed the next drug test. And so we were living in like an apartment complex area. And so there was multiple cops that were living in that um, complex area. So it was kind of a tough situation. I didn't know um, really what to do. So um, I talked to my parents and I also, um, Um, consulted with uh, Brad and Dan about this as well and um, asked for their advice and um, so just make sure you know like if you're in a tough situation um, always go talk to people about it Um, don't like try to handle it on your own Um, you know we have excellent um, help with our professors and your parents um, and even if it gets to the point where you need to go talk to your boss or to the general manager of the club about it um, don't be afraid to do that as well. So those kinds of things do
0: happen occasionally. And and uh, yeah, t- just talking to a, a Scott first, uh, internship coordinator is, is gonna be a really good first stop. Um, obviously, if it's really serious, there may be other authorities that you wanna bring it up with. But uh, uh, in most cases that, that will usually get you working on solving the, those types of issues. Um, any other issues that the other three of you had encountered on internship that were just especially challenging?
3: Well, I think everyone's worst fear is just not knowing how to do something. So um, if you don't know, just make sure you ask the question about how to do it, like ASAP, before you get too deep involved in pretending you know how to do it, which could lead to bad things. So, yeah, just try to, try to ask questions if you, if you aren't sure on what to do in a certain situation, and then you'll get help.
4: I just, I like that piece of advice from Colin because especially when membership accounts and money is involved, you don't want to mess it up. Mm -hmm. They prefer if you take more time to do it correctly than if you have to backtrack and change it after the monthly dues have happened. So just make sure you do it the right way, even if it takes a little bit longer.
0: So we, we hit a lot. So the next section was kind of on meeting and exceeding employer expectations. We kind of hit on a lot of these things as far as making first impressions, managing downtime at work. Um, so I don't feel like we need to dive back into those. Uh, but how, what kind of uh, benchmark should first year students be setting as far as what success looks like? So how, how would they define success, do you think? Or how should they define success?
4: For me, when I looked back on my experience from the internship, I just realized how much I learned and that just felt like a lot of success. I learned a lot outside ops, just different procedures. It was really interesting to see because I'd worked at a different course before. So it was really interesting to see how the two different operations ran, but also in the golf shop, just for me, success was defined by what I was comfortable doing and what I knew I could do really well. And then I was able to kind of gauge what could be done on future internships
2: yeah, i mean i just I just think it's important to outline at the beginning of the internship what you want to get out of it because um, you'll have time at the end to reflect, but the only way to know that you know you succeeded on what you wanted to achieve is if you actually planned and um and you maybe set some goals, like did you want to foster a bunch of relationships with members? did you want to learn? different aspects of golf shop as opposed to just outside operations. You know, you want to, I mean, set your bar, set your standards high because, um, you know, you might not achieve everything, but the more you can achieve and the more you can learn, uh, that'll just elevate the success that you have when you have that time to reflect at the end of your internship. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think a good benchmark of success kind of goes back to Colin's point that he made where um, you're, um, employer says, do you know, like, um, once you graduate, you, uh, you have a spot here if you want it. Um, that was for me when my boss told me that that was, um, reassurance to me knowing that I did a um, good job at the club and did a good job taking care of the membership as well.
0: Awesome. You know, so there was another question that popped up in there as far as, um, making a great impression and, and, um, one person had asked if there was something that you've heard from maybe multiple a supervisor, or multiple supervisors that is something they appreciated or thought was a great skill or something Blair that you think led that supervisor to just kind of come out and say, Hey, when you graduate, you got a home here. If you want it, just let us know. Like what, what is it that you did that made that happen?
1: Uh So I think the first thing is just the relationship with the members. Like when, um, like I was just kind of a lucky situation. I was walking out the door um, on my last day and I said bye to my boss. And then I happened to run into another member and he was like, are you taking off? And he's, I was like, yep, I'm leaving. And so then um, he just, you know, gives me a hug and says thank you for everything and um, offers me a um, pretty good tip as well. Um, right there in front of my boss. And I thought that was kind of cool for um, him to see and kind of know that, Um, how good of a relationship I had with the members as well.
4: Especially if you somehow get thrown into playing around with members or the men's or the ladies group while you're on the clock. If somehow it gets brought up that they want you to join them for lunch after the round and you then, the right thing to do is have them or have yourself ask the head pro like if that's okay. It might not be. You might have to go back to work. That's fine but the head pro really likes hearing that they want you to join them for lunch because they really enjoyed playing the round with you. And that happened to me a couple of times. And like, sometimes I was able to join, sometimes I wasn't, but that just shows that you're making those relationships. You're hanging out with the members and just building everything up for the membership and making their experience really positive too. I
2: mean, one Um, thing. Okay. Well, one of the major things that helped me, I think, um, In my first internship actually and in my second one because we worked with kids so much but um having a great relationship with the children of members um and making their experience so fun in golf that really resonates with the parents and so when the parents hear constantly like oh like coach joe was so much fun today like we learned this or oh we got to do this and this was awesome you know that makes them feel good about you know like giving their children into like, you know, the club's hands and, you know, they, if they trust you as an employee and, um, you know, as an intern trying to do your job, I think they are more likely to pass that along to the head professional. Like, Hey, like, I just want to let you guys know, you guys are doing a great job with the junior clinic. My kid comes home every day and says he has so much fun with so-and-so. And I think that's another great, you know, either benchmark for success or, you know, it might lead to, that had professional wanting you to come back.
4: Yeah,
3: I would, I would add, uh, don't get caught up too high on the good things and don't get too down on the bad things. So just if, if someone, if like a boss gives you a, a, a nice compliment, just say like, yep, like, you know, that's what I'm doing. Just keep on working hard. And, uh, and then if you get, if you get kind of scolded, just say, all right, I'll, I'll do better next time. So that's, that's how you're going to earn the, earn the, like uh, the, the uh, mental, you know, I, I don't know, but just, just be 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 friendly, be willing, and uh try to try to do as good a job as you can.
0: Be, be Jason Duffner, right? Just even Keel.
3: <laughs> like never
0: up, never too high, never too low. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really good advice. Um <laughs> awesome. Uh all right, one more on getting the most out of it. Is there anything any of you didn't do an internship that you really wish you would have done?
4: I wish I would have. Um, observed the teaching professional I'd kind of seen a couple of bits of lessons when I was like filling the range and stuff and so like sometimes he would pull me into that for a little bit but I wish I would have actually like scheduled a time with him to watch an individual lesson if not multiple and kind of pick his brain a bit after those so I would I would suggest doing that especially if like there's a specific teaching professional at the course then you know they're really that's their life's passion and they're gonna be very good and a really good thing to observe.
3: I, I think it's important. Uh, I wish I would have taken taken more pictures on my first internship, like kind of what, what Beth said, just not not of like like it doesn't have to be of work stuff, but just like like cool things that that you see. So like on my on my second internship, it was really cool. Like I started taking like more pictures and uh, like you know like for for your family to see like you know here's what this looks like and then your friends so um yeah like one day um we had jr smith come out and play golf and he was the guy that's kind of famous for not remembering the score in the nba finals so i just i i didn't i didn't ask him to for, for a picture i just kind of you know had a little sneak picture of him and then I, I showed that to my to my non-golf friends you know like oh here's this guy he came out to play golf he, you know everyone knows who he is so yeah and then just just try to try to make memories with pictures and that'll help you uh you know it's just cool Blair anything you wish you had done or did you nail every just
0: nail every oh, yeah. aspect of it yeah, just nailed perfect.
4: it huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great all right um So we'll wrap up with this section here and then I've got some administrative stuff that I'll go over and that's work experience. So do they need to be worried about, we kind of touched on that a little bit. They need to worry about work experience or can they just do it when they get
3: back?
4: There are bits that you can do when you get back, if that's how you want to approach it. But I would look through that document and figure out what stuff you can get from your course that can help you like tournament documents, merchandise documents, um, just Like, what I did was I asked the head professional, hey, am I able to take these folders and move them to my UNL box account, like, copy them? And so it was, like, a bunch of tournament files for men's tournaments, women's, mix, everything I could think of, Um, a couple merchandise things, and it was mostly tournament stuff, but there was a lot in there. And along with that, look at what you need to take for pictures so you make sure you have those 100% done. But then take more pictures too. Just take fun ones.
1: Yeah, I think it's just important. Just don't procrastinate. It'll just make your fall semester way easier when you come back. And if you do get all your internship work done um, on your internship site, uh, well then you pretty much have all your homework done for PGA class when you come back.
4: Even even if you choose not to do the like documents and stuff, but you get. So like if you choose not to do the work experience documents, but you get the course documents from your head pro, the pictures, stuff like that, then you're pretty much set where your work experience documents are going to be a piece of cake because everything's based off of that.
0: Right. So, so snagging things like flyers and stuff like that.
2: Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really
0: helpful, right? Because if you come back and you didn't snag any of that stuff or get it while you were there, which just is just copying a file over. You got to recreate it from scratch, and usually that's happening what, in December, and you can't get a hold of the facility. So what, what I did, you can copy over to a box, but I'll, I'll hold this up so you guys can see it at least. I know it's audio, a uh, little USB uh, hard drive. That's like a one terabyte hard drive. It'll fit in your pocket. So just ask, uh, ask the professional before you do it, but you plug that in the computer and just see what files you can take with you. Uh, obviously, you're that probably not going to be allowed to take anything through. Yeah, it is. But if the internet, if it takes a long time to upload it to the internet, it'll, it'll go to this a lot, lot faster. Um, so it just kind of saves a little time. It's a little pro tip.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: But... Yeah. Any, anything else to <laughs> add on those? Just say, just multiple I tools, multiple was, like, tools. Because it
4: was going to the internet. I thought there's was a lot of documents. <laughs> it just went wherever?
0: Into the, into the cloud, right?
4: I transferred like 2,000 documents. So right. I just thought that's why it took a long time.
0: Anything else on any anything we've talked about? Anything anybody wants to add?
4: Uh Red Sox are better than the Yankees. (laughs) Yep.
1: I can attest to that as well. 27. 28th this year, 28 championships.
0: I'm a Tigers fan, so I've got nothing.
4: (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um
0: all right. So some admin questions. Uh, A few of them. What if we can't go on internship is one. Um, And some of these are specific to this year because we, you know, we got COVID-19 ravaging the world. Um, So that's definitely a problem. Uh, If you can't go on internship, the worst case scenario, that sets you back two and a half to three months and your internship count up to 16 months. Um, But you've got plenty of time, especially on that first internship to make that up. So I wouldn't worry too much about it, Uh, but uh, to stay ahead of the game, try to be fishing. If you don't, if you're not, if you're uncertain at all about an internship opportunity, whether or not it's going to pull through for you, uh, be on the lookout for other opportunities that are a little more solid. Um, When can my internship start is another one. I think this is especially important right now because some people are already at their internship sites and that's great. Um, But you can't, you can't start counting months toward the 16 until after the finals week is over. Um, just because you can't be a full-time student uh, taking non-internship classes as a full-time student and get internship months. So that's a big one. You can start working at any point, but you can't start counting months until you're done with this semester. Does
4: that mean Saturday or does that mean next, then Monday after finals?
0: Uh, the Saturday after.
4: Okay. Cause I start so. work like next week. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so work. Well, the big thing with that is work with Scott to make sure that the internship agreement form spells it out exactly because that's the governing document. that with May
4: 1st, so I'm good.
0: Yeah, you'll be fine then.
4: I have a um, question, Brad.
0: Yeah.
2: So say in obviously like an extreme circumstance that we can't go back um, onto campus in the fall, I've been talking to uh, my course and they said – Like if I'm back here and I can stay here, um, working remotely, like they would love to have me just for an extended until November. Um, so that's like, that would not count at all after August. Like once I start uh, classes in the fall.
0: So it depends. Um, the way that would work, that's sort of unlikely. I don't know if you guys have saw the letter from Ronnie Green that came yeah, out. Yeah,
2: I did. Um, yeah.
0: So they're, they're, they are they're working on plans, but you never know what's going to happen. So things mm-hmm. could kind of scale back the other direction. Um, if we can't be on campus in the fall, if you want those months to count, what you do is you take all the credits you're signed up for, subtract out any 295 or 495 internship credits specifically. Uh, and if the total of the other classes that aren't internships totals up to less than 12, then you can. So if you've oh, got, say, 10, okay. 10 credits of non-internship going on, then you're technically a part-time student, and then you can okay. do both simultaneously. So a little, a little trick that's out there, uh, that would work. If you've got 12 credits of classes that aren't internship and you're doing all of those, 12 or more, all of those remotely and working, then those internship months won't count. So if, you, if you're unsure about the math on yours, just let us know we can help you replan things because maybe it would make sense to scale back on the courses and finish some more internship and then finish some other coursework later on. So it just depends. It's person by person. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's the next one is, can I be part time? So some places might hire you on as a part time status, um, part time and the, the internship rules with the PGA follow federal guidelines for wage and hour. Uh, so part-time is anything less than 30 hours per week. Um, if you're less than part-time, you want to talk to Scott first, but I believe the PGA is working on some exceptions for right now that would allow you to continue accruing internship months if you're working, but it's say 25 to 30 hours a week. Ordinarily, no, you can't be part-time ordinarily. You got to be working more than 30 hours per week. I think there would be a real small group of people that would fall in that category, but, uh, uh, Typically we need you to be full time. So that's that's the rule. And then yeah, the last one's can I use my internship time to catch up on work experience? You absolutely should. Um, no, so, don't do
4: it. It's not worth it. Yeah, not worth any, it at all. Don't do any
0: work experience while you're <laughs> in <an> internship. What's
4: <laughs> work experience?
0: <laughs> so uh so we'll wrap it up. I know Beth's got a tea time to catch. So uh, uh <laughs> thank thank you all for uh for hanging out with me for a little while and talking about some internship stuff and uh uh Hopefully we'll see you on campus soon.
2: Yeah. Hopefully we were able to help. Hopefully just let us know if you need anything else in these uh, next coming weeks.
0: You got you it.
4: Text me, Snapchat me, call me. I don't care.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. The DMs.
0: You're care. all on the social medias, including the group me. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You
4: can, even, you can even message the UNLPGM Cause that goes to my phone on Instagram. So if that's the only way you can. Wow. Get
2: we get it. it. You're involved. Okay. It'll go to mine too.
3: <laughs> just be aware of that. It'll <laughs> go to mine, <my> <laughs> too. Right. Uh, I, 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 one thing real quick. Yeah. Uh, I just want to wish all the freshman students good luck on their first internship, and uh, hopefully everything goes well and, you know, reach out. And uh, hope to see you in the fall. Maybe we can finally play some golf. Awesome. Thanks, what about Kyle.
4: What about the upperclassmen? No good luck?
3: They don't oh, yeah. It. Yeah, everyone else <laughs> too. But I'm I, I just talking to, to the freshmen because, like, J- Joe and I were gone on internship in the fall, so we didn't get to play any tournaments with uh, that's right yeah I'm I'm hoping we can we can get to play a little bit in the fall (laughs)
2: yeah that would be good yeah (laughs) this sucked
0: (laughs) yeah not fun not fun but yeah if you're Blair you don't need any luck you got all the luck you need so
4: (laughs) yeah
0: all right all right all right we'll uh, we'll see you guys later you take care all right (laughs)